author's preface and chapter one of the deportation cases of 1919-1920 by constantine panuncio this librivox recording is in the public domain author's preface in the autumn and winter of 1919-1920 an extraordinary number of foreign-born persons residing in the united states left this country for europe during the outgoing movement the american people were frequently discussing the reasons why these quotes, foreigners were leaving this country while the exodus was at its height i made a trip to europe in order to learn at first hand from the immigrants themselves the reasons for this unprecedented outflow in order to do this all the more directly i transformed myself into an emigrant and travelled steerage and thereby had an opportunity freely to question the emigrants in the course of the voyage and on the continent eighty persons were questioned some of whom were interviewed several times and careful notes were made after each interview naturally i had expected to find the usual reasons given namely that they were going to europe to visit their people or that they had some business to look after or were going to get their families and return to this country on tabulating the findings however i found that a large proportion had mentioned what they termed persecution or repression of the americans in general they said they don't want foreigners this revelation became all the more forceful when upon reaching the continent i found a little book in circulation entitled the end of america in which the author with some measure of accuracy describes conditions in this country and maintains that the america of men's dreams is fast vanishing from the earth all of this was naturally offensive to me for though of foreign birth myself i have been an american citizen for several years and have come to feel admiration and love for america and for american life while still in europe therefore i decided to make a careful study of the facts involved in the contention made by the emigrants that foreign-born residents in america were suffering persecution a peculiar coincidence afforded an opportunity to make this study on the return voyage in the middle of december nineteen nineteen the ship's bulletin carried the news of the raids which had been made on the union of russian workers and of the arrest of thousands of foreigners on landing i found the press carrying large headlines on the subject and giving full pages to it soon after that on december twenty first two hundred and forty nine aliens alleged to be radicals were deported on the s s buford in the early part of nineteen twenty other raids took place and the country heard for months of the impending danger arising from the immigrants in this country all this furnished an occasion for a thoroughgoing study accordingly in early february nineteen twenty i began the study 
the results of which are recorded in these pages first immigrant communities were visited and certain leaders were interviewed second by permission of the united states department of labor four prisons or detention stations were visited the hartford connecticut county jail the youngstown ohio and the pittsburgh pennsylvania prisons and the detention camp at detroit in these prison investigations a hundred and sixty-eight alien prisoners were interviewed third two hundred official records of the hearings in deportation proceedings were examined these papers which are on file with the department of labor are the regular and only official records what follows concerning the aliens who were arrested as deportable persons is based on a very careful and thorough examination of two hundred records in the offices of the department of labor covering the full proceedings in the cases involved if this study has any particular merit it grows out of the manner in which this examination was made in order to avoid the possibility of non-representative selection permission was secured to examine any or all of the records which passed through the office from day to day this method ensured a balanced and trustworthy study it yielded in the first place a fair proportion of each of the classes enumerated it furnished a large variety of cases as well as a complete geographical distribution it also afforded an opportunity to study the aliens in various cities under various inspectors what is presented therefore is a representative cross-section so to speak of the great mass of deportation cases to supplement the official records the results of prison interviews are here and there introduced not only by way of corroboration but for the human elements with which they enliven the documents unless otherwise indicated however the quotations cited are taken from the records themselves and may be verified at will these records are kept on file with the bureau of immigration they form the most valuable sources of information regarding the personal character and history of the aliens if the proceedings have been properly conducted these official records include the following items one the original affidavit of probable cause by an agent of the department of justice two a carbon copy of the original warrant of arrest three the record of the preliminary examination given the alien at the time of arrest four a complete official transcript of all the proceedings in the case and of testimonies given in regular hearing or hearings conducted by the immigration inspector five a summary of findings and recommendations by the local immigration inspector six a summary of findings and recommendations by the commissioner general of immigration seven actual evidence or record of evidence submitted in the case eight a record of bail when secured nine a brief 
submitted by the alien's attorney. 10. Letters submitted by the alien's friends and employers. 11. A memorandum from the Secretary of Labor or his representative giving final decision on the case together with instructions for disposition. The records are not always complete, as will presently appear, but in the majority of cases they include all of the items above enumerated. In order to make a complete abstract of all the information contained in these records, a blank was prepared covering the various captions indicated in the chapter headings of this study. The investigation yielded a vast amount of important material which, though it was not feasible to embody it in this study, it is my hope to bring out in some other form. However, the following pages contain all the matter essential to the purposes of this volume. The reader of this document should bear in mind that it has no relation whatever to political controversy. The results recorded are simply a statement of fact. The facts have been secured at first hand. The human aspects of the situation have had first consideration, and the legal phases of the subject have been considered secondarily. I wish to express gratitude to the federal authorities at the various prisons and in Washington for the willingness and the uniform courtesy with which they furnished the needed information, more particularly to the authorities of the Department of Labor for giving free access to the official records of hearings without which this study could not have been possible. Acknowledgement is also made to the Reverend Clyde F. Armitage and Miss Agnes H. Campbell for invaluable assistance given by them in the collection of the data, to Miss Grace W. Sims and Miss Mabel A. Brown for their untiring effort in connection with the investigation and the tabulation of the results. Constantine M. Panuncio, White Plains, New York, January 1, 1921. Chapter 1. What the Deportation Laws Provide The law, the arrests and deportations which furnish the matter of this study, were instituted under statutes which constitute part of a great body of immigration law of the United States. In order that our national policy in the matter of exclusion and deportation of politically undesirable aliens may be fully understood, it is necessary to examine briefly the provisions of the several enactments on which it rests. The first act of Congress to make provision for the exclusion of persons whose political views were obnoxious was that of March 3, 1903, where anarchists are included in the list of persons excluded from entry into the United States. The Act of February 20, 1907, reenacted this clause, and the Immigration Act of February 5, 1917, extended the scope of the previous laws by making provision for the expulsion of anarchists as well as for their exclusion and removed the statutory limitation of a five-year period within which deportation can be effected. This act, 
of february fifth nineteen seventeen was amended further by the act of october sixteenth nineteen eighteen which provides for expulsion and exclusion not only of anarchists but of aliens teaching or advocating the overthrow by force or violence of the government of the united states the proceedings by the terms of the statute the secretary of labor is made solely responsible for its administration the usual requirements of criminal court procedure do not apply in deportation cases which the supreme court has held to be administrative rather than judicial such part as may properly be taken by the department of justice is confined to gathering evidence and submitting findings the statutes recognize no authority residing in any officials of the government save those of the department of labor the proceedings by which resident aliens alleged to be in the country in violation of the law are taken into custody are known as quotes, legal warrant proceedings these proceedings have three distinct steps first evidence of probable cause is submitted to the secretary of labor or his representative in a sworn statement by an officer of the government who knows the facts or has reason to believe the charge or by affidavit of such officer made upon personal knowledge or information and belief the secretary of labor or his representative examines the statement or the affidavit and if he is convinced that the alien is in the country unlawfully he then issues a warrant of arrest and the alien is apprehended and placed in the custody of a local immigration officer second this warrant when regular procedure is followed is served by authorized agents of the department of labor who upon apprehending the alien give him what is known as a preliminary examination and place him in the custody of the immigration inspector while in the custody of the latter the alien is given an administrative hearing he is entitled to counsel in his effort to prove the charges false the burden of proof rests upon him a verbatim report is taken of the hearing by an official stenographer which is forwarded to the secretary of labor third the secretary examines the records of the hearing etc and the corroborative evidence submitted and renders a decision either for cancellation of the warrant or for issuance of a deportation warrant if the decision is in favor of the alien on the ground that the evidence does not sustain the charges he endorses the papers cancel the word cancel in this connection is equivalent to a verdict in a criminal case of not guilty if the decision is against the alien the present custom of the secretary of labor or his representative is to endorse the papers deport the alien then is taken to an immigrant detention station and deported as soon as possible the inspector since the chief factor in the actual local administration of the law in deportation cases is the immigration inspector 
it is important that a word be said about this official and the part which he plays the immigrant inspectorship is open to every male citizen of the united states who has passed his twentieth but has not reached his fifty-first birthday the requirements of the civil service commission for the immigrant inspectorship include an examination in spelling arithmetic penmanship letter writing copying from plain copy practical questions on immigration law and general education training and experience the applicant is not required to have any knowledge of law of languages other than english nor to have had any practical experience in the handling of groups of immigrants one of the latest circulars of the united states civil service commission however states quotes, it is desired to secure persons who have had practical experience in handling and dealing with the public and who have had positions of responsibility where they were required to exercise good judgment in emergencies a large proportion of these inspectors are receiving the minimum salary of one thousand three hundred and eighty dollars a year plus the bonus of two hundred and forty dollars the cases of nineteen 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 twenty since by the terms of the law membership on the part of an alien in an organization which entertains a belief in the overthrow of the government of the united states or all government by force or violence is in itself ground for deportation the secretary of labor felt called upon to make a ruling concerning the communist party on january twenty fourth nineteen twenty he issued such a ruling declaring that any alien member of the communist party was ipso facto illegally in the country it was taken for granted that the union of russian workers belonged in the same class the administration of the law in such cases was therefore simply a matter of establishing the suspect's membership in the proscribed organization it was concerning the interpretation of membership that a sharp controversy has arisen over the decisions reached by the secretary of labor in a large number of these cases this report is not concerned with the controversy but aims at bringing out the essential facts of the entire proceeding between november first nineteen nineteen and april twenty sixth nineteen twenty warrants were issued by the department of labor for the arrest of six thousand three hundred and fifty aliens who were alleged to be in the country in violation of the law approximately three thousand of these arrests were made of these about two thousand five hundred were alleged members of the communist party and the remainder were alleged members of the union of russian workers after the customary hearings seven hundred and sixty two persons were ordered deported four hundred and fifty five communists and three hundred seven members of the union of russian workers the actual deportations between the dates named numbered two hundred and seventy one of whom two hundred and forty nine were carried on the buford on december twenty first 
1919, and 22 were deported subsequently. End of chapter 1